It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants. I am Patricia Trena of Inside Football, The Athletic, and others. And I am joined by my co-host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. And Ed, I don't know about you, but stop the world. I want to get off, man. What a busy Monday we're having. Wasn't uh, I, I thought free agency was over, and then all of a sudden the Giants, you know, break out with a with a rash of you know what you would call minor moves, but still uh, a lot going on. Uh, you know, I, I I thought we were ready to relax here, but I guess not. Nope, still a lot of work to be done, and uh, some interesting moves that are being made today. We're going to run down some of those moves. We're going to talk about. Um, how they might affect uh, what still needs to be done and and, uh, see if we can't wrap it up with um, maybe how this is going to potentially affect the draft. So let's jump right into it. So anyway, we have, let me just pull up my list here. I think we we have um, eight guys that the Giants have brought in since the start of free agency. Today they brought in um, Cody Latimer, the Broncos, formerly with the Broncos, and uh, Latimer is a receiver slash kick returner, which to me would kind of indicate that, not that, you know, this is any big surprise, but it sure looks like that's the end of Dwayne Harris and possibly Tavares King. Yeah, very possibly. You know, you have, you have Latimer, and that makes sense in a way because we look at a guy who can you know, who's done some punt returning is is considered to be, you know, an excellent special teams player, uh, has possibly some upside as a wide receiver, which Dwayne Harris didn't have, and I think he's probably five or six years younger than Harris. Uh, so this this move makes sense. You know, all of the moves that the Giants announced today, and I know we haven't gotten to, to the other couple of moves, but, but a lot of the moves that, that the Giants are making seem to be geared toward special teams, toward bringing in guys who, you know, they might be depth guys, they might not be guys who play a ton of snaps, but these are all guys that are veterans who who have at least, you know, by scouting report, uh, who have had some success playing special teams, which is really an overlooked, you know, part of the whole deal and a place where the Giants really got hurt last year. Yeah, I was just going to say well said there because, you know, we all screamed about the special teams and it wasn't just Tom Quinn's fault. They just didn't have the talent and the depth to get it done. And, you know, Dave Gettleman very wisely addressing that by adding guys who are going to compete for roster spots. And these are guys who are, are probably signing low-cost, low-risk type deals, you know, one-year minimum salary benefit offer type of deals, I would guess. And, uh, you know, speaking of which, 
Um, they have added another, or I should say, reportedly added another quarterback. Um, that would be, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, B.W. Webb, whose agent Sonny Shaw announced that signing, a one-year deal, which I am fairly certain that's a, going to be a minimum salary benefit deal, which means that it's not going to count 100% towards the cap. It's only going to count like a second-year player. And, you know, cornerback, of course, a position where the Giants were very thin. They released Dominique rogers Camardi prior to the start of free agency. They have Eli Apple. It looks like they're going to, you know, they're going to give Eli Apple another chance. But, you know, you have Janoris Jenkins and really not too much else, um, you know, now that DRC is gone. So that was an interesting signing, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was, too. And, again, you know, here's a guy who's been around a little bit and been through, uh, through you know, I think, I think the Giants are his seventh organization in four years. So, you know, we're not looking at a guy who you would probably want to be your every, every Sunday, you know, starting cornerback on the outside. But you need guys who – who have some experience, who can play some special teams, who can step in on occasion. You know, you just, the Giants were in that situation last year where they were picking up guys off the street, you know, where they were picking up guys in the middle of the season partially because of injury. You know, but, it, and and that just doesn't work. It not only hurts your, your defense or your offense or whatever, it hurts your special teams because, these guys haven't worked and in some cases don't have that much experience doing the things they're asked to do. So, you know, but this, it all circles back to the fact that, you know, the Giants went 3-13 and last year, and a big part of the reason they went 3-13 and wasn't just injuries. It was just, it was that the roster wasn't that good and wasn't that deep to begin with. And, to to fix that, you you not only have to sign star players, you know the big money guys like Nate Solder, like the Giants did last week, or make the trade for Alec Ogletree. You have to fill in the small pieces, the depth guys, the guys who can run down and cover a punt, cover a kickoff. You know, you, you hope that you get those guys in the second half of your drafts. You know, but the Giants just haven't been able to do that. So, so this is this is the result. This is what you have to do. Wait, um, we talked about the cornerback. We talked about Latimer. Um, now, a couple of uh, names that, as of now, when we record this podcast, and it's about twenty to four on Monday, names that are have come up, but are, as of now are not yet signed. Uh, defensive end Josh Morrow, who was released by the Cardinals, is a guy that. Um, according to a couple of NFL insiders, is, is very close to signing. Mentioned that Kerry Wynn uh, re-signed a one-year deal. And I'll tell you what, if they can get Morrow to go along with Kerry Wynn, I, I, I like that combination because now it gives them some depth on that defensive end, uh, that defensive end spot that will allow them to maybe, you know, not have to worry about setting the edge if they decide to drop OV and JPP back in coverage. What are your thoughts about those uh, those moves? Well, I like bringing back Kerry Wynn. Uh, I really don't know Morrow that much as a player, but you have to anticipate a signing like that. He's a guy that played for James Betcher. 
in Arizona. Uh, and although, you know, didn't put up great numbers, didn't play, you know, tons and tons of snaps, wasn't a star player. Obviously, you know, Betcher knows what he can do. He knows that he fits the system. So you you trust, you know, you trust the evaluators, you know, that this is a, a guy who's a, a useful player. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, as much as, you know, Giants fans, and as much as we like Romeo Aquara, and as much as we all kind of wondered why Avery Moss didn't play more snaps the second half of last year, for whatever reason, you know, for the last couple of seasons, the Giants have relied incredibly heavily on Olivier Vernon and Jason Pierre-Paul. And that, whether these guys are standing up you know, at linebacker a little bit, you know, in a new defense, whether they're they're playing, you know, a defensive end, you know, in the four three sets. These guys, you know, they're not getting younger. They're you you have to rest them and you have to have guys you trust to be able to do that. So you know I to me, it's a, it's an effort to to bring in options and, and and give the Giants options to to give those guys some rest, maybe be able to use them in some different ways, maybe get more production out of them. You know, sometimes sometimes less is more, and, and maybe that could be the case with with Ov and, and JPP. Yeah, and the important thing here to remember is, is since signing Ov, he and JPP haven't made it through a sixteen game season yet. So what's the good of, of investing, you know, millions of dollars in the two and not getting the optimal return on the investment? I mean, yes, you're, you're, I guess you could look at it like, okay, by overplaying them or getting them to play close to 100% of the snaps, you're getting a return on your investment, but you're not getting the true production return on your investment because you're basically wearing these guys out and they're getting beat up you know, physically, and, and, and it's just, you know, for, for what they've done the last couple of years, you might as well have put a, a lesser paid guy in at the, those positions, I think. So this does give them some options. Um, and, uh, you know, you mentioned Avery Moss. I'm curious to see where he's going to fit in. I'm curious to see where Romeo Aquara is going to fit in. But suddenly now they have a lot of competition at that position. And they haven't spent a lot of money. I mean, you would anticipate, you know, it's a, a one-year deal for Kerry Wynn, probably the same for Morrow if and when he signs. You know, these guys are all signing, you know, one-year deals with probably without a lot of guaranteed money, probably right around the veteran minimum. So if you find yourself in a situation, you know, where where maybe they don't all make the team in the end, it's not costing you a ton of money either because what you've done is you've, you try to create competition, you try to create depth, you want to enter the season, you know, with guys who, who know what they're doing if they have to play. And, uh, you know, I like creating some depth and some competition here. Uh, not a lot of big names, but but you have to be uh, you have to be happy with with what Gettleman's done, you know. Not only today, but you know, but since free agency started, I believe. Right, and he's also setting himself up to where he's not going to enter the draft as he put it, you know, hungry for a specific position, 
where right. you know now you have options if you want to explore trading down, if you want to explore you know not taking a quarterback and staying put at number two. He's got options, so I like what he's doing too. Um, you know, you're not talking a gross amount of money like they did back in you know a couple of years ago when they had to do that. They had to take uh, spend money to, to uh, make up for the mulligans. Um, it's it, it's just a, a sound strategy. Now there are still areas they need to address. You know, they still need to, in my opinion, they still need to add another quarterback because I don't think they're going to re-sign Geno Smith. Now, whether they pick up a quarterback in the draft or they're going to add a veteran, I don't know what the answer is, but I would imagine somebody's coming at that spot. Um, you probably want to add, um, <clears throat> I would think, another, maybe another running back, maybe another receiver. Uh, but, but if you look at how the roster, how the depth chart is kind of shaping up a little bit, you know, the holes that existed prior to the start of free agency, they're starting to fill in. Now, the proof is going to be in the pudding. Get these guys on the field, and let's see who can perform and who can't. But you at least now have something to work with and can plan accordingly moving forward. Right. This is kind of what we talked about last week with the offensive line signings with Solder and, and Omame and, and bringing back... John Greco and, and, and John Jalapio, uh, you may not have superstars, but you have a situation where you have options. If this is what you if this is what you have to go with, you know, entering the season, then you at least have experienced guys who have done this before. Um, you know, but you you obviously have have the ability to go into the draft and. And you know, grab an offensive lineman if that's what you want, or you know, if you if you find value with a cornerback, which I would I would hope that the Giants would, you know, somewhere by the middle of the draft, hopefully add a cornerback. But you have options both in the draft and with your current roster, and that's what you're trying to create. So, you know. Obviously, I don't think every single move that that the Giants have made is is going to pan out. Um, you know, you may you may not agree with every every move, but but I like the philosophy. And, and the other thing, with, with for me, with some of these guys who, you know, maybe I don't know a whole heck of a lot about some of these guys because they're they're bottom of the roster. Some of these guys are journeyman types. I go back to the fact that Dave Gettleman and also Mark Kahn's, who he brought in from Carolina as a consultant, both of those guys are at heart pro-personnel scouts. They're pro-personnel people, so, you know, so I trust their judgment you know, because they've both done this with, you know, with, with pro-personnel scouting you know, for a very long time in terms of, you know, trying to uncover some some talent, you know, for, from other places. Uh, you know, it's, it is perhaps their strength. So, so I trust that, that these guys in some way, shape, or form, you know, could be useful players. That's a great point, Ed. You know, pro personnel, like you said, Gettleman's background, that's also Coons' uh, background, um, you know, 
look, these guys that they're adding, especially the ones that they've added today, they may not be sexy names. They may not be sexy signings, but you're going to notice the contributions they make if they make the roster. You're going to see, you know, that return or maybe uh, the gunner play or maybe, um, I don't know, backup uh, defensive end who's going to come in and hold the edge down when, when they drop a guy back in the coverage. So sometimes maybe it's we'll not get about... Extra points blocked, for goodness sake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, so sometimes it's the little things... And, um, you know, you look at the 2011 Giants team, they've, I don't think they really had anybody on that team other than, okay, maybe you can make a case for Eli Manning, but they really didn't have anybody on that team that was uh, considered a, a, you know, superstar, if you will, like, you know, think Odell Beckham Jr. type superstar level. And they still managed to win. So sometimes, you know, you don't need a bunch of sexy names to get the job done. You just need a bunch of guys who, who you know, where the chemistry is good. They all come together. They all do their part. The mistakes are at minimum. And, mm-hmm. and you know, suddenly you could turn a team that was 3-13 thir- and 13 the year before into, you know, maybe a team that wins 10, 11 games. So right. I like what Gettleman has done. I'm looking forward to breaking it down even further seeing how it affects the draft, and I know we'll talk about that in the coming, you know, days and weeks. Um, we'll, we'll also take a look and see, you know, what happens if they decide to, to, you know, move on from any of their other guys. But I just find it interesting that some of these guys, you know, that, that, that some of the analysts thought might receive interest in the market, we haven't heard anything. You know, like Orleans Dark was one guy. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch of guys that haven't, at least as far as we can tell, haven't gotten any offers around the league. So maybe now that we're in the second wave of free agency, that will change. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You know, it's funny because a lot of these guys, they, they, they look forward to free agency. It's their, it's their one chance to, you know, they think to, to cash a big payday. And in some cases that happens, and in other cases they hit free agency and they find out that, that maybe the rest of the league doesn't value them, you know, the way that, the way that they thought. Um, you know, the one thing that I did want to mention, I think you and I have both written about this a little bit, you know, Patty, I think we should talk just quickly about Jonathan Hankins, about the fact that the, the Colts released him the other day. And I, I think you and I both agree that, yes, Hankins is a good player, and yes, you can make an argument that that he could fit with the Giants in a 4-3, you know, maybe as a as a a rotational player for Damon Harrison and even as a as a five tech defensive end but he's not coming back to the Giants he's not going to take rotational money he's not going to to accept being a backup he's going to wait and look for some place where he can be a starter um, you know where he where he plays you know full-time snaps so 
you know, as much as Giants fans might like to see that, I just I don't see it happening. I, I got to agree with you. Jonathan Hankins is still young enough, um, I, you know, as to why he was cut. You know, you can make the argument a new coaching staff, maybe a new direction, you know, a new scheme. Maybe he doesn't fit into it. But, um, you know, look, I, I think that, that ship has sailed. I'm just amazed every time a former Giant gets cut, the first thing that pops up onto my timeline is, oh, you think the Giants will bring back so-and-so? Eh, it doesn't quite work that way, guys. I mean, I mean, you if know you... What were... it is, you know what okay. it is, Patty. A lot of times people, they, they jump on names that they know, and, and I can't blame anybody for that. You know, you want to see your team succeed. You jump on the name of a player that you recognize or you're familiar with, but... You know, but it doesn't always fit. Once guys leave, they don't always come back. So, No, and I was going to say, it's very rare that you see a guy leave and come back. I, I think the last time a guy left and came back was Brandon Jacobs. I want to say, what, a few years ago it was? He I, left. Think, I think Hakeem Nix came back, too. Right, but, Hakeem Nix was another one. Um, I know David Carr at, a few mm-hmm. years ago was one guy. Um, Aaron mm-hmm. Ross had left and come back. So it doesn't happen as often as you think. And a lot of times by the time a guy does come back, he's pretty much at the end of his career anyway. Sure. So, you know, you know, these guys aren't not always the, the players. They're not always the player that you remember. So, you know, three, four, yeah. five years later. And, and you know, even though Hankins has only been gone a couple of years and he's still kind of young, but, but I got to agree with you. It looks very clear to me that the Giants are going in a different direction. And, you know, it's, it's a nice dream. It's a romantic type of dream, but realistically, I just don't see how it can happen. So, but anyway, uh, Ed, was there anything else that uh, you felt we needed to hit on? No, Patty. I think we've I think we've covered it all. You know, we we both better get get back to the grind though before the Giants do something else today. I was going to say we better we, we better call it a show because with the way the Giants are going at, and like I had said before, they ha- they had not as of now, reached any kind of agreement with Josh Morrow, but apparently a couple of insiders are, are claiming that it's coming. So on that note, Giant fans, we will be back with you tomorrow. We'll have more on the free agent signings. Hopefully tomorrow will be a little less of a crazy day. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.